welcome to the season four premiere of the Dirty 22. Uh, I am your dungeon master. You may notice I sound different. Uh, I am Ethan. I do have a cold. We are joined uh, by our uh, <laughs> our normal players here. Uh, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? It's me, Tyler. We also have Sean. Hey, I'm Sean. Uh, there's Ash as well. That's me. And uh, I lied to you guys. I'm Roger. Ethan is a player this season. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Um, All right. So you might notice that things are different. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, with me as a DM, and it's my very first time. So if things go wrong, blame my two friends who are also DMs and didn't help me. Okay. Um, so lesson one <laughs> right here is uh, if things go wrong, you meant to do that. Oh, We'll treat that as a teaching moment. Right, 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 right. I'm glad you said that. Ethan just gave me a thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Duality. <laughs> Welcome to Endeavorshire, a cozy green valley that nestles between the Corian and Sootfoot mountain ranges. Seemingly untouched by the world that surrounds it, this dale has never seen a hint of warfare, and the soil is potent with ancient, untamed magics but our attention is drawn closer into focus on the northern and southern roads, where we find two separate caravans. Following the Lyset River is a convoy of cara uh, carriages transporting not trade goods, not crops, not stock feed, but something some would consider much more important. Potential heroes. Wagons full of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed teens who are more than eager to prove themselves on their way to the town of Rysenthorpe a trading hub that hugs the bank of Anvil Lake, where they will ferry across and finally reach their long-awaited destination, Armand Formatal's Adventuring Guild and Academy. Now, in the northern caravan, a trail of four carriages slowly roll by an abandoned watermill, the first of which holds a very uncomfortable-looking satyr, who is blatantly overdressed for the occasion. Refusing eye contact, uh, with his traveling partners, he bounces his leg in anxious anticipation, tightly clutching an unopened letter. Ethan, please introduce your character. I will be playing Galthier Hornleaf, uh, crowned prince of whatever that nation was. I don't remember the Silenus? name now. Silenus, <laughs> yes. Uh, I am a nature cleric, but uh, we're a little early, so I don't think I have all of that yet. Uh, yeah, for the audience at home, we are we are starting at level zero. Uh, level one will be an instigative moment later on, um, and uh, all of the skills and uh, saving throws will be earned through study at the academy. Um, now, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to you as Galthier, uh, hopefully from here on out. Uh, you are clutching this unopened note that your father handed you just before you got on this caravan. Uh, you, you're, actually, you know what I should say? He handed you this note while you were still in Cloven, the capital of Salinas. You and uh, uh, one of your, um, not servants, but like a guard who was going to escort you uh, to, uh, to Kurt. Uh, he, handed, he handed you this note and he told you to read it on the road. Now you've been traveling for a while now and you still have not opened it. Would you like to open this note? Uh, yeah, I'll open the note. Okay. Now, Ethan, I am asking you this. Do you want to read it, or do you want me to read it? Read it as my father's voice. 
<laughs> okay. I can already feel like the revenge seeping <laughs> into it. Okay. The letter reads To my dearest and favorite son. It's funny because you're his only son. <laughs> I cannot put into words how incredibly proud of you I am which I understand invalidates the point of writing this note, but I've already started. Your mother and I miss you already. It is going to be difficult getting used to your absence. At least for us, as it seems your tutors have already begun packing for their vacations. As you know, your admission into this academy was not our idea, but your uncle's. His time under the teaching of Rife Gleerman was instrumental to his leadership of our armies. Had I not been needed here in Cloven at the time, I'd have attended myself. I understand this is going to be a challenging time for you, seeing the world outside of the comfort of our home. But different and dangerous as it is, you will be made stronger for it. This goes without saying, but do be respectful to your teachers and kind to those below your station. While here you are a prince, and there you are just another student, but still a representative of Silenus. So, act accordingly. With all the love of heart and horn, your father, Alabaster. How you feeling? <laughs> I get, I get teary-eyed and then a little like you wrote that whole letter just to tell me to behave? Yes. <laughs> uh, he's extremely worried about how this spoiled child is going to act outside of their homeland. The first few lines, like, comedy genius, by the way. Thank you. Just fantastic. Uh, something that you couldn't tell within reading it, uh, with all the love of heart and horn, heart was spelled, was spelled H-A-R-T, which is a kind of deer. That's... I like that. That's my <laughs> Love it. Um, that's that's yeah. world building, baby. Speaking of world building, against Galthier's better wishes, he does have to share a carriage. With him sit three other teens, a drow, a tiefling, and a half-elf, who all seem to know each other. The latter of which sits quietly, tired eyes glazed over, lost in thought as she chews on her already ragged fingernails. Ash, will you please introduce your character? Uh, yes, I am Aaron. Uh, I have not figured out a voice for her yet. That'll come about halfway through the season, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, a warlock. Uh, hopeful, I suppose. Uh, she stands about, uh, like, 5'2", which I think is short for an elf. Um like pale blue tinged skin uh, short black hair that looks like it hasn't really been taken care of in a while uh, and then blue eyes that have like flecks of gold in them uh, she's wearing like kind of ragged clothes they look like they've had a bit too much wear and tear on the road patched with like a just armor pieces that she's borrowed or uh, purchased throughout her travels. Uh, strapped 
at the moment, like, to her back, I want to say, uh, is a short sword uh, that looks very regal. Um, like, it, it did at one point come from someone who uh, held, like, a pretty decently high station militarily. Um, well cared for. And, yeah, that's about all I can think of at the moment. Uh, Ethan, I'll let you describe uh, in detail your character later. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I just realized we didn't do that for. for uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I mean, we could here. we could do that right now, if you want. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go over it. Um, so, so while Aaron is is lost in thought, you know, your your mind is wandering. Uh, there are several things that you're going through right now. You know, how, how Aaron left home, uh, exactly, you know, what she's doing out here, uh, what lies ahead in the future. But all of this is interrupted by your two friends that you do know very well, uh, Val and Ilya, uh, the, the tiefling and the drow. Uh, Galthir, this would be the very first time you've ever seen a drow. It's not like a magical moment, but it is kind of like, ooh. I shouldn't <laughs> exotic. say exotic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but these two are arguing. Um, Val, specifically, is arguing his point on the logistics of using uh, a black dragon's corrosive uh, breath weapon as, as, like, as a weapon. Can you weaponize that? Uh, and Ilya is, uh, her main point is, how would you collect it? Um, I'm so in love with these two already. <laughs> uh Val, who is this scrappy little tiefling who, like, never wants to back down from a fight and almost seeks it out under the name of protection, uh, is like, well, the answer's simple, obviously. Corrosive-resistant water gun. You can't tell me that hasn't been thought of before. I, let's, let's all be honest here. And then Ilya, fine, fine. But how would you collect the acid? If the dragon is dead, it wouldn't continue producing it. So the source would have to be limited. Or you'd have to trap a dragon, and that's when Val interrupts, and he's like, "So obvious, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, we capture a black dragon, we keep him prisoner." Ilya interrupts him to say, "Aaron, please talk some sense into him." <laughs> uh, give me a second to collect myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, after uh, Ilya says that, uh, it takes Aaron a moment to like, kind of snap back to reality. She had, on top of already learning how to uh, tune out these two very frequent uh, arguments, <laughs> she was already miles away. Um, but she turns to uh, Ilya and she says, you know as well as I do that there's absolutely no point in trying to dissuade him. Um, and also, the water gun. How do you make it acid resistant? Uh, it's all made of copper. And before, <laughs> before you get a chance uh, to say anything else, uh, the driver of this cart leans back. He's this like stocky kind of, you know, uh, he's a gnome. He's not really. He's no nonsense. Like he has one job, and it's just to get you alive to this town. Hmm. Um, the driver leans back, and he's like, "We're getting close. Uh, get your belongings ready now." That is an accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to move on. On the other side of the valley 
in a separate caravan tra uh, traveling from the southern province of Brindabar, there is a carriage transporting an equally eclectic group of teens, one of which does have a full beard. A dwarf, <laughs> too nosy to keep himself from listening in on a conversation that he has yet to be a part of himself. Tyler, please introduce your character. Hi, I am Adrian Dronkirk. Friends and family call me Addie. I'm a hill dwarf, and I decided to get myself involved in some sorcery because my parents, although they're renowned blacksmiths, and they kind of wanted me to like follow along, I just didn't have my heart in it. So I convinced them to, you know, maybe try this, try this magical school thing out and see how it goes. Because I got that can-do attitude. When Tyler and I were building his character, we did set up a special event that happened uh, between you and your parents. We can we can go through it later if you like. But uh, the do you want to describe him a little more? I, um, honestly, a beard really does the job. But um, particularly, it's a ginger beard um, with my luscious, glorious ginger hair as well. You know, kind of just <laughs> blending in with it. Um, a bit of a braiding. Um, Probably um, like a long, like I'm, I'm thinking like a two-inch braid, like beard here. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm about like four foot six, so pretty like, I guess your typical <laughs> dwarf, right? A teenage dwarf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With a bit of a pinkish sunned uh, skin texture and amazing blue eyes, as my mother said, they were the best blue eyes she had done ever seen. Her words exact. <laughs> Very, yeah, <laughs> like as soon as you were born. Well, those are. The, I'll be gone. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, golly! <laughs> so proud. So, as Adrian sits on this cart uh, with three people he's never met before, uh, one of them being uh, kind of a smarmy, ugly—not ugly as in the, the, the beautiful sense, but ugly. He's just a mean guy, uh, really well to do. He's a human. Um, from what you've gathered in the conversation, his name is Kirk. He comes from a very wealthy family. Uh, throughout this whole this whole trip, which isn't like super long compared to where like where you're coming from, uh, he has been doing nothing but mocking uh, uh, an Aarakocra, uh, a very young Aarakocra who also is in the same carriage as you. Um, <laughs> this kid isn't gonna last more than I don't know. I'm gonna say a week. I'm gonna bet one week is how long you last. If there's no chance. A chicken like you? No. No. You're going to get eaten or squashed or you're going to fall off of something real high and I know you can't fly. <laughs> yeah, I know more about you than you think. Uh, and then oh, sitting I'm next stab to stab this dude so hard. <laughs> sitting next <laughs> sitting next to this human is a very sporty elf. Um, she's extremely nice. She's very positive. She's a lot of light in the world and she just wants to come to the defense of, uh, of this Aarakocra. The Aarakocra is a coward. He has it stuck up for himself. He's very low-toned in his speaking volume. Um, and from what you can see is that his wings are clipped. Uh, not really something you know anything about, but that is the case for right now. Uh, Bellamy is the, the young elf's name. And her point is that survival without caution is just gambling. If you ask me, he he's right to be at least a little worried. And it's at this point where the Aarakocra, whose name is Ernix, 
um, he speaks up. He says, I've just heard horror stories about some kids never even making it through their first day at the academy. And, and, and they, 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 they toss the, the children's small bodies into the, into the haunted woods behind the school. And, 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 and then Bella, Bellamy interrupts and says, nobody's going to die. Look, the dwarf seems quite, quite calm. Uh, Adrian, do you have anything to, to say? Did you say dead bodies in the back? I swear, I've heard that several times. I, I just... Sorry, I'm confusing my voices right now, and this is the one I should have been going with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You'll get better as, at that as time goes on. There's, there's just a lot to think about, you know? Like, what if we're no good? Do they just send us home? Or do they, they, do they feed us to the serpent that's in the lake? Oh, you asking me? <laughs> I'm just winging it, buddy. But Adrian's completely <laughs> checked out of the conversation. <laughs> but how did you nah. mess up but still stay on brand? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like think of like words to like calm him. Um, but I think uh, Adrian is just kind of keeping his collective is like look man we ain't even there yet and this guy he's all talk i know plenty of guys or plenty of people that are all talk i won't even give him the attention stick Kirk with me stands up in the cart and looms over you well what do you mean i'm all talk i could take you i could look how look how small you are yeah <laughs> I ask out what it is. I'm struck in my beard. The driver, uh, the driver, uh, wh whips the the reins of the the horse carriage, and that you pick up speed. And Kirk is forced to sit back down once more. And he turns around to the rest of you, and he says, ah, "We're almost at Reisenthorpe. Everybody, get your stuff together." <laughs> it's uh, maybe they're related. We don't know. <laughs> they run like it's just a family that runs like a a system of cart like yeah. carriages. Um, How did Ricky Shaw get into this universe? Yeah, that, right. yeah, right? Yeah. Spots ass. Oh Where's those gosh, pretzels? That, that has to be some kind of influence on me. Um, finally, uh, we're gonna jump over to the town of Reisenthorpe. Um As these caravans are within eyesight of the town. Uh, we meet with an exceptionally odd pair standing on the northern entrance to the city. One being the actual mayor, Richter Ryson, and the other is a young, very out-of-place Githyanki. He stands with his arms crossed, squirming in the brand new clothes that were clearly bought for him. Sean, please introduce your character. Hi, I'm playing uh, Zimmerth Tron, Githyanki. So fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bit of a tragic backstory in that um, uh, he was traveling with his parents one day and uh, a, I guess a gang of bandits or something robbed them. Uh, and in the, in the altercation, his uh, father tried to put up a fight. Um, his parents were ultimately killed in this struggle. Uh, during the struggle, he did, in a panic, grab his father's gun and managed to fire off a shot. Uh, killing one of the bandits, uh, shooting him in the head, and, and scaring the rest away. Uh, and then ever since then, he didn't really 
get adopted by another family or anything. He just lived alone in Reisenthorpe uh, on the streets. So he's kind of streetwise, kind of um, sarcastic a little bit, uh, as best as I can play a sarcastic person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Um, did you have anything else to add? Uh, he's um, he's about 5'5", five five, uh, green skin, kind of light blue hair. Um, since I'm from Nashville, I gave him a Nashville haircut, uh, which is kind of a <laughs> shaved on one side, parted over thing. Not something I've ever sported myself. Um, yeah, like mostly because I don't have the hair, I but if I did, I, prob- I, I probably <laughs> wouldn't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I had the hair when I moved to Nashville and never did it. So. Oh, or did okay. Nashville never leave you? <gasps> yeah, ooh, I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's about it. Cool. Uh, for Zemrath Tron. Zemrath Tron. Uh, so as you're standing at the uh, at the at the northern entrance to Reisenthorpe, uh, you and the mayor have been waiting for this caravan. You knew it was scheduled for today. Uh, just threw my pen. You knew it was scheduled for today, uh, but there's really no telling. You know, depending on weather conditions or I mean conditions in general of the road, when they were going to show up. So you and him have been standing here for a bit now. Um, and, uh, he, he tries to engage with you really quick, um, eh, well, eh, Mr. Tron, eh, eh, it would seem that your new friends will arrive very soon, <laughs> that's very exciting, perhaps at least, eh, one of them could serve to be a positive influence on your character, fingers crossed, and now, eh, do you remember exactly what it is you're supposed to do when they, uh, when they arrive to the town? Uh, uh, sh- Show them around, be be friendly with them, and, and kind of help them out. Oh, that that be, would be their guide. Oh, guide! That's exactly the word I was gonna use. That would be perfect. Now, uh, you you are also to uh, lead them to Captain Elby's ferry. Uh, keep that in mind. She tries to keep a tight schedule, so you can show them around. Uh, maybe uh, introduce them to some of the locals that you find necessary. But uh, the main goal of today is to make sure all of these new students, the new friends of yours, because I know you're going to be fast friends with all of them, uh, gets to Captain Elby's Ferry. Understand? You got it. All right. Now, I'm going to go uh, take care of some things, meet with some people. That You'll be good. Uh, and then he, he trudges away. Um... It, it was it, within the moment that he walks away, these caravans all converge uh, toward the entrance of the town. Um, I, I want to say there's a total of about 16, 16 to 20 kids get out of these caravans. Um, I really have only named eight of them, so don't don't ask me. <laughs> um, and, number uh, nine, uh, number ten. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. That's um, I'm going to talk to everyone now. Don't let on that you haven't made some stuff. Right. Okay, got it. I'll lock that one in. Uh, so all these kids unload, um, you know, all of your luggage, you know, uh, in whatever you're carrying, maybe on your back, like a backpacker. Uh, Tyler was just pantomiming something over there carrying I'm just carrying my legs. It was, it was like a, a pocketbook? Is that what that is? <laughs> I'm like trying to hold him like... I, I, I was going to say a picnic <laughs> basket. Like, oh, my <laughs> stars and goddess. <laughs> That's a I thing. Do declare. <laughs> now, uh, Galthier Aaron uh, 
you get off your caravan, uh, Adrian, uh, you get off of yours independently, and you all just see uh, Zemereth, who you don't know, um, mm. just holding a sign that, uh, maybe not high, I don't know how enthusiastic you're going to be about this, but... Uh, it's at an angle, he's got it just in one hand. <laughs> He's 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 he appreciates this opportunity given to him by the mayor, but he's not all that excited about it either. <laughs> right, right. Um, so how uh, how do you all react in turn? Um, I'm trying to look around to see like what's going on because I don't know what to expect. We're like, I'm trying to see some friendly faces. I go straight I... to the sign. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, so Aaron kind of, I guess, is just head in the clouds off, but has that, like, uh, you know, like, when you're driving and you're just not paying attention to the fact that you're driving? Highway hypnosis. Yeah, it's, you're drunk. it's that, no. but, like, <laughs> what? Who told you? Uh, <laughs> uh, hypnosis. But, uh, this podcast does not condone drinking and driving. <laughs> um, yeah, she's just, like off, uh, paying attention to like several other things. But she's like, "Oh, legs moving in this direction, probably should also go in that direction." So Ilya, following Ilya's, like behind Galthier. Yeah, Ilya probably keeps an eye on you at all times. Just in also, case. yeah, uh, that too. Yeah, uh, the the mom of uh, of your friend group. Uh, Val. <laughs> she has Val in one hand and then like <laughs> me in the other. So the entrance to this town, it is it is a, a grand arch, like a stone arch, and there's a wall around it. It's it's relatively large. Um there aren't guards walking up and down, you know, they're not there's no like patrols. There are guards standing at the entrance. Um but it's not it's not a a bustling city. Right. This is more of like a, a small town. Um, they they have several businesses and you know uh, taverns and inns and whatnot. Uh, but it's it's one relatively large road that goes through the town. There's a southern ex er, entrance as well. Um, but uh, the entrance is is very plain. Like you, just looking straight through it, you can see like a blacksmith shop and maybe a butchery but that's that's really all that you can you can get from where you are how many trees and flowers in the town there are uh spursed interspersed throughout the the one big road that goes through it there are little parks that you can you can step into with like little benches and and uh, flower gardens trees that you can hang out under but not necessarily like uh, uh orchards just outside of the wall this brick wall there are farms um you know growing wheat corn vegetables stuff like that with um with small little farm steads you know scattered i thought you wanted an exact number of trees <laughs> an exact all right number how of many trees? trees are in this how many leaves are on the branches how many apples are on them <laughs> i thought you froze <laughs> exactly 60 trees oh i did that for a second <laughs> It's like, oh god, his internet! I, I, I stuck, I struck a pose, everybody. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, you know, how do you proceed? What kind of trees? 
They are all apple trees. That's odd, but all of I mean, them. Okay. It's a fantasy universe. Every Ooh. single tree is an apple tree. Kind of want an apple. All right, uh, <laughs> Zimrith uh, speaks up. He's like, all right, every, everybody over here, huh? over here. We've got to make it to dock number five uh, pretty quickly. Um, but if you want to check anything out in town, we can we can do that. We have some time. What do you recommend? Oh, I don't know. Um, let's see. There's the gathered gear. If we want to get some uh, some goods uh, before we head off to the academy. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, the thistle do. Love that name. <laughs> it's uh, herb shop. Love it. <laughs> There's uh, the blacksmith and the butcher. Uh, what, what are you looking for? Blacksmith? We got any bards here? We got a musical instrument store that we can go to. Um, but we, uh, we do need to make it to the docks. It, the the very cowardly Arakokra speaks up. Uh, I mean, very quietly. Like, Zemi, you've had no interaction with him at all. But he does perk up at the, at the, um, the prospect of a bard store. Um, uh, someone, someone say something. Yeah, no. Uh, there's. You said. You said something about um, an instrument or music mm -hmm. store. Speak, have. speak up. I can't. I can't. Uh, sorry. Um, he's asking for about a music store. Yeah. Thank okay. You. The guy twenty feet behind you. I heard better. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Addy walks up next to the there. to the shy guy. He's like, hey, what's up? Fast <laughs> <laughs> uh, friends. Yelling for me. Huh. That's me, very yeah, loud. It's okay. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll take you there. Let's go to um, the backward bard. Let's head that way. Okay, so uh, as you're walking through the town, literally nobody notices. Uh, or if they do notice, it's not super important to them. You're just a group of teenagers on your way to the academy again. This happens probably once every two years. Um, it's it's not a super eventful time. The, I mean, the, the shopkeepers def are definitely excited because here come more potential adventurers who have yet to see their wares. So that's exciting for them. Um, but uh, you're walking through the town. You're passing, I mean, countless apple trees. Um, <laughs> apples How are many? basically free. This is the only way that Zemi has survived homeless for so long is a diet of adjust apples yo your insides are crazy <laughs> <laughs> practically red oh. <laughs> that's insane <laughs> a diet of purely apples yeah um, my pancreas is not the best but, uh... <laughs> 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 you've gathered up enough seeds to make like an efficient poison mm -hmm. oh yeah I forgot about that um so, you all approach this kind of rickety building. It's not very well kept together. Uh, the sign out front is hanging on by a thread, metaphorically, uh, called the Backward Bard. And the windows are boarded shut, but the door is wide open. So, Charming place. Uh, I'm, I'm not... I'm not I'm not really in that big of a hurry to um, <clears throat> to get anything from in here. So if we if we just want to go somewhere else, that'd be fine. What? But we're already here. No, you just could check it so out. There, 
are plenty of apples, and um, <laughs> there are a lot of apples. That we came here. Let's go in and let's see. Let's go check it out. Oh, Can we get an apple though? on the way? I'm not a I'm not a musician <laughs> myself, but hey, I like I like I like things. Let's go in here and check yeah. it out. Okay, all right. Arts are pretty cool. I'll go with you. Don't worry, I'll go with you. I can tell. Honestly. I can tell you're nervous. You're scared. You're out of your element. <laughs> Fucking me. Like, I will go to a new place. I will travel a long distance to a new place and get there and be like, I don't really have to go in here, actually. I can just go. I can just go home. Um, Man, that resounded right? so hard. A point of reference. Zemi, this, this is mostly falls on you. Some of the other uh, potential students... They are kind of wandering. Not all of them really wanted to go uh, specifically to the music store, um, but uh, but the majority are with you in this in this little group. Um, and you, uh, who's who's going in first? What's happening here? Uh, so let's um. All right, so Zimmy gets everyone. All right, I see I see some people um, kind of kind of wandering off here. Let's meet what? back here in front. Of the backward bard in about 10 15 minutes okay everyone 15 minutes you got it val sprints off toward the what you could assume to be the closest tavern um he doesn't know what he's gonna get there i don't think he's ever he's like the same age as me he's never mm -hmm. seen alcohol before <laughs> yeah uh so who's who's all going in the music store is it i'll go in i'm okay. curious i'm gonna uh, I'll, I'll go in with the gotcha. afraid guy. So, did Ilya see Val take off and just... Immediately went after him. Okay, I follow those two. Okay. Uh, slowly, like, I I know Val is very loud, so if I have to pick him out of a crowd, it's going to be super easy. But uh, <laughs> yes. Aaron does follow the two sprinting off in, like, a kind of a casual manner. All right, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll jump back to y'all here in a second. Uh, what is Galthier doing? I sit uh, under the nearest tree from the music store, very politely with my staff in my lap and my luggage next to me, and I wait patiently for them to exit the music store. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Adrian, Zemi, uh, you almost have to push Ernix into this music store um his his feathers are like tufted in a way to make him look bigger he's very I, nervous i love him um my son yeah. <laughs> and he, he steps inside and there's no one to be seen um <clears throat> zemi i'm not even gonna make you roll for this uh but you would know that this this place is owned uh by a very cantankerous old man i don't know if you would know his name uh, but he's normally around. Yeah, uh, this... Uh, let's see, usually Mr. Ken's is in here somewhere. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've seen him around before. Like I said, I don't come in here, but I don't, I don't see him today. I don't, I'm not sure where he is. Uh, hey, hey uh, Mr. Ken's, you in here anywhere? Okay, so you do yell that? Yeah. Okay, you hear an amazingly loud crash of what you can assume to be a room full of tubas. Um, <laughs> they all play by themselves as they fall. So this very old man 
uh, comes out from a back room that is that is um, uh, cut off by like a curtain, and he ah! is, he is crunched over. He's crotchety. He's bald. Um, he's wearing like the traditional bard garb, like the stupid frilly neck thing. But you can tell that this is just an outfit. Maybe he used to wear this in his younger days, but this is this is what you get. Hey, what? What is it? What do you want? Hey, what do you? What do you need? Music? Do you need instruments? Uh, just maybe tone it down a bit. We got this. Just uh, he's, he's a little nervous here. We didn't need he anything. To... Actually, we're in the wrong place. Um, no, no. Uh, let's let's just look say? around. I don't know. I can't hear him ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's just gonna be a through joke. No one can hear Ernix. Um, I'm just too terrified right now because I think this is like some hag uh, running a bard store. I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, there, Mr. Jones. What's what's one of you is a is a, a, a music boy? Is it you? And he he pokes he pokes Adrian in the chest. What? You couldn't play a trumpet with a beard like that. It would get in the way. Stop it. That's rude. I, I, I like, swipe his hands like, stop it. <laughs> what about you? And he pokes Zemi in the chest, and he's like, your nose is too small to breathe. I don't hey, know. Come on. You, you, yeah, you know me. I don't ever come This on, racist old man. Holy <laughs> shit. I've seen you around here. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, um, yeah, Githyanki have very small noses toward, like, the, like almost between their eyes. Um, oh Jesus! And then, and then he turns to Ernix, and he's who like, promptly shits himself <laughs> everywhere. Uh, uh, he says, "And you? Why you don't even have lips? I guess you could play a liar if you need to." Uh, he just lays Ernix, a fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ernix. Uh, he, I mean, he puts his head down, and he says the words. I don't know. Maybe all, all of you might not be able to hear this. Uh, he says, I, I, don't, "I don't really play the instrument. I, I sing. I sing them with my. Um, I'm a bird." He said he's a bird. Uh, that's that's really cute. And <laughs> there's this really soft moment that you see with this old man who's like, right. Uh, okay. So do you need uh, sheet music? Something you've never seen before? Uh, maybe something you're familiar with? Uh, Ernix shrugs, uh, and there's a moment of silence, and this, this old man just says, Have a look around. I'll be behind the counter. While Ernix collects himself and actually has a look throughout the music books, um, we're gonna cut over to uh, to Aaron, who is chasing down uh, Ilya and Val. Um, Val has walked his way into a tattoo shop. Uh, you see on the sign outside, it uh, it's just a wooden block that someone has like taken a knife or just like a, maybe an ice pick or something and has carved the uh, like words into it. And th they're not super easy to read. Uh, Ash, for the first roll of the game, I guess, give me, uh, let's say a perception check. Um, 
will I use the stats that I currently have, or is it just Let, a flat roll? Let's say flat for right now. Okay. I knew I was forgetting something. Alright. That is gonna be an 18. An 18! You can go. definitely read this, and of course, it makes a lot of sense. It's called Monsters INK. Monsters Inc. is the name of this place. And uh, <laughs> Val has run into it and is face to face, not really face to face, more like face to chest with a, uh, a centaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this massive arms crossed, you know, what? What is it you want, child? And for as tough as Val is, he immediately backs down. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's ever seen anything <laughs> this big before. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, no, I don't need anything. It's fine. No, no, I'll just if you, I'll, I'll go if you want. I have to be here. Where's the uh, bathroom? <laughs> so Aaron comes up like at uh, Val's shoulder and just like not looking at either of the participants in this conversation, just like concerned with a spot on the floor like off to her left just says Val we came all the way here you might as well do something <laughs> you mean like like fight him <laughs> uh probably a little bit intense actually um uh, do you know what this place is actually Wanna... Um, <laughs> Billy is still standing outside trying to read the sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, I poke my head out and I go, Dilia, help, please. Uh, and what? just motion into the into the door. She rushes in and, I mean, immediately takes in exactly what this, this, this locale is. <laughs> She's um, like, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, no, okay. I thought you were just really bad at spelling. I understand now. Um... This centaur is like, I do not do art on children. Val, still not really, the cogs are not turning. Um, you know, he's, he's, I'm, I'm at least 15, okay? Uh, children's a little bit of a stretch. Um, the centaur, uh, oh, go ahead. Aaron does pipe in and say, um, well... The, the concept of child does differ by what kind of child you're talking about, I suppose. If you could not beat me in arm wrestling match, you are child. Uh, All right, Val, go for it. <laughs> he picks up Val by the back of the shirt collar and turns him around and walks him out of the store and places him on back back down into the, the cobblestone streets. All right, well, that went... Uh, about as well as I expected, I suppose. <laughs> Good day, sir. And then uh, Aaron also exits. Right. Uh, I'll be honest here. I thought it was a bar. Um, <laughs> I was looking for a tavern. I couldn't read the sign. Could you read the sign? Uh, this is why we shouldn't have let you off your leash. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Ethan. As Galfier is relaxing under uh, one of the many apple trees here, you look... Actually, you know what? Give me a percept check. Flat, flat roll. 
Eight. Wow. Okay. Uh. <laughs> man, birds are loud sometimes, huh? Yeah. Not. Not really. Uh. <laughs> really, uh, really be like that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> not a whole lot to notice. Uh, but a lot of birds. A lot of birds have just flown away from. Uh what you can assume to be part of the dock area. That's that's all you know. Do I have like a like a watch or something? Some kind of timepiece? Is that a thing here? I think as a prince No, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. Um uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like a, a watch would just be looking at like, the way the sun is. Yeah, where the sun is yeah. currently. Well, sundial. He's just like, yeah. Mm. Uh, and he just has like a sundial <laughs> strapped to his wrist. It's <laughs> the wind. Wait. That's a joke from fucking Hercules the Hercules. animated movie. Right. Never mind. Right. Would you like to buy a sundial? Yeah. That's so funny. It's um, so good. Let's see. Uh, at about this time, Galthier, um, Adrian... Zimmerith and uh, Ernix have all walked out of the music store. Uh, some of the other students, you know, they're, they're making their way around. Some of them are walking out of a, the general goods store, gathered gear. Um, Zemi, it's, it's, it's getting close to time to leave. Uh, how, do you, how do you wrangle these cats, so to speak? Hmm. All right, where's everybody at? I told them 15 minutes. Uh, let's see. What can I? <laughs> what can I do? Uh, uh, coming, coming it, from the east side of town, you you do uh, see. Uh, right, do I see everyone? You you definitely see a lot of them. Uh, okay. But bef uh, before you see them, you definitely hear Val, uh, the tiefling, arguing about. I just don't think it would be impossible to attach a sundial to your wrist, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, well, I'm not going to take any advice from someone who clearly can't read. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, everyone, come, come over. Come on, we, we got to get going. Come on. Zimmy snaps a lot. He's snapping at these people. <laughs> I stand up. We'll talk about this later. Snappers. Ernix, <laughs> Ernix is proudly hugging a new music book that he got. Um, oh, good. I'm, I'm happy so happy for him. Yeah. <laughs> Unironically. <laughs> could uh, I get a peek at the book? Like, what the title of it is? Like, could. or can I, like, like, can I like, glance over? It's like, hmm, what do you get? Sure. You could probably just ask him. Oh, yeah, or you could ask him. It's hey, buddy, what, what kind of book you get there? You seen the. Really? Like, uh, picked um, it out there. So, there's, uh, there's this guy. He, he makes a lot of music, and most of the music is supposed to be played on very specific instruments, but uh, notes are notes, and those don't really change much. So uh, this is like the fifth volume that I bought from him, and the, it's the only one that they didn't sell in my hometown, so I, I'm just pretty excited that they had it here. Oh, that's wow, a big fan. That's nice. I gotta tell you, you fucking struck gold with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of so the first characters I wrote for the campaign. So in love. <laughs> I see the joys. I see like all the joy in his eye, and it brings me joy. I'm like, man. He's ecstatic about this I, book. I love it. Um, brings me. Brings me. Hey, I'm glad you found something. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Kirk, Kirk the human shows up, uh, and he has like a handful of stuff. Like he clearly went around and bought a ton of stuff. I kick him in the um, balls. 
No, no. Okay. We were all okay, thinking me, it too. Me, like, the player, <laughs> hates this guy, but Aaron probably, zero, but probably like, Aaron probably wouldn't. So is he? Him at this point. Uh. Okay. So he walks up. And he's got a handful of stuff, and he's like, huh, "What? Y'all didn't a book? Well, you got a book? What about the rest of you? Do you get anything?" I don't need anything. It's all in here. Mm -hmm. Ow, that hurt. Good one. <laughs> uh, nope. Go ahead. Nope, didn't get anything. <laughs> I mean, if ever you need like, uh, I don't know, anything, I can always, I can always throw you a few coins if you need them. If you like real bad. Aaron uh, is still kind of just like looking at the ground off to the left and just says very casually. Uh, I find your attachment to material possessions <laughs> sickening, actually. You smell terrible. Get away from me. Well, he's actually really, like, stricken by that. Uh, he immediately sniffs his own armpits, and he's like, what? No, I took like a, I took a bath last week, I swear. No, no, no. Um, a a different bath in pig oil? Smell, you probably wouldn't understand. Um, I wouldn't know this, this time, All of you... You would not. Um... He is from Brindabar. He's from the southern province. He's so far away from where you would live. Um, <laughs> all of you roll a perception check. Four. I perceive Eight. Beyond the veil. Eight. Nineteen. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, Adrian, you would hear this, but not necessarily understand it. Uh... <laughs> Galthier and Aaron it, this just sounds like more of a town you, you're not familiar with just there's a really more, cool bug know. on the ground yeah uh, but Zemi you know exactly what this sound is and who it's coming from uh, in the distance toward the docks you hear the um, just the bitter ramblings of Captain Elby uh, who is stomping about asking people if they have the time and threatening to leave. <laughs> I, I, we really got to go, everyone. Like, just come on. We we have to go. All right. Yes, I I, I follow. Follow Paul the tall Stop guy. Stop fighting and talking about the shit you bought. We got to go. <laughs> uh, do you think they're gonna have like enough room for all my stuff? Huh? Um. Uh, no. <laughs> Sounds like an issue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why did you buy so many things? Everyone uh, point so... and laugh at the things he bought. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at my stuff! Uh, so you approach the docks, and there is this short, uh, also red-headed dwarf woman <gasps> who, f I mean, she hates people. Um, Zemi, you would know that she, she mostly transports goods up and down the Lyset River. Um... But she does also have a contract to ferry students across uh, Anvil Lake, so it's just some—it's just part of her job that she has to put up with. Uh, the she's holding a clipboard, but not looking at it. She's just kind of hitting it 
with like um, a writing <laughs> utensil of some kind, and she catches a glimpse of all of you walking up, and she continues tapping on this clipboard, and she's like, "Well, look who decided to show up." That uh, Captain Elby, I'm so sorry. I, I some of the students needed to pick up things. I'm so sorry. Oh, some of the students needed to. Did you I'm, tell them that they're gonna I, I, throw I know, all the stuff over the side of my boat? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she skips the short, the, the the small talk, the short talk. Sorry, she's a dwarf. The small talk. Um, Hi. <laughs> uh, she skips the small talk, and she snaps her fingers, and she like gestures for everyone to get on the boat, and she just walks toward the captain's quarters. Which the captain quarters, by the way, it's on top of the boat. It, there's, it's not a quarters. It's just, it's just a wheel. At the front of this ferry. So. <laughs> I need illustrations. I need the blueprints. <laughs> oh, the one thing I didn't do. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're uh, yeah. Uh, so, Theater of the I mind, see? Tyler. Get it together. <laughs> the, the the majority of this ferry is flat. Uh, there is a raised section so people can get a better look at the lake, I guess. Um <laughs> But there's really not a whole lot going on with it. Um, very simplistically built. It's built very well, uh, but very simple in design. Uh, so all of you get on this on this boat. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, Zemi's, Zemi's sort of standing off. After making sure. On. Okay. After making sure my both of my friends have made it on. Specifically, making sure that Val has made it on. Val was one of the first ones on, like before LB finished talking. Okay, so yeah, just yeah. follow through with them. Yeah, he's definitely on. Ernix, Ernix is a little skittish around water, but not ab absolutely terrified. Um, he gets on as well. You see, uh, you see, you know, Kirk, you see uh, Bellamy get on as well. She, um, she just bought herself a new sword over at the blacksmith place. Um, uh, she's very proud of it. She's kind of, you know, doing little flourishes with it. She's, uh, she's very excited. <laughs> Huh, nice um, sword. Cut somebody's fucking head off. Zimmy has, yeah, Zimmy like leans back. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's enough. There's also noticeable, like, just, just to give you a few other, like, examples of who's getting on this boat. Um, there is a group of what can only be described as five human fighters all c getting on the boat together. Um, they're extremely what's the word frat boy ish <laughs> um like they're not they're not rude in any way but they are loud and they're uh boisterous obnoxious is a great word for it they are constantly high-fiving each other over the dumbest <laughs> things that they're saying um they're all pretty well fit you know uh you know for a standard human one of them though is massive like exceptionally taller than the rest of them. He's got this beanie on, and he's got this, like, long blonde hair that's coming out of the beanie. Um, and he's, like, uh, he, he, he definitely is quieter than the rest of them, uh, but he, you know, he's fitting in. Uh, there's also... Uh, oh, no, I can't remember what I named this character. It doesn't matter. You don't know their name. Um, <laughs> there's... Uh, <laughs> sorry. What are the cat people called? Tabaxi. Oh, um, tabaxi. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a tabaxi on there. Uh, there are a few 
like races that you don't really recognize. Um, one of them is kind of hippo looking. Um, mm. But, you know, it's a fantasy high school. These could have come from anywhere. Uh, but uh, so you all get on the boat. Uh, Captain Elby is screaming that, you know, making sure that everyone's on board. Uh, she asks for a thumbs up from Zemi. Cool. Zimmy gives a thumbs up. The boat kicks into into movement. And Zimmy falls off. Ah! <laughs> oh, Zimmy's overboard! <laughs> now, uh, as as the ferry starts, it's kind of a slow trek, but from from where you are, you can see uh, the cliffs on the other side of the lake and a massive staircase that zigzags to the top of it. And at the top of that cliff is a castle it's I mean even from here it looks pretty big um and as as you're like in awe and wonder of this place uh Captain Elby takes the same clipboard and she starts passing out paperwork to each of you okay what's this um you're handed at least one two three uh four sheets of paper that have a bit of writing on each one of them uh with lines where you would sign or initial and date, what have you. And you're all handed a, a writing utensil uh, of, you know, whatever. Um, she explains that, uh, let's see, you absolutely have to fill these out or you will not be allowed on campus, campus, on academy grounds. <laughs> In the accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on campus <laughs> campus I don't even know that word yeah. <laughs> uh, if I don't have all your paperwork we're turning around and you're going back to the town damn um, so <laughs> okay. I'll give you a brief example of what I'm just going to say the name of the title of these pa- this paperwork the first one is an admissible termination form the second one is a personal injury and health liability waiver the third one is a comprehensive code of conduct sheet, and the last one is an emergency conduct or emergency contact form. Uh, if you would like to know what they say, you're gonna have to roll uh, um, an investigation check to get through all the legalese. I, I promise I have not written paperwork for all of this. <laughs> uh, I'll Aaron, give it a go. <laughs> Aaron just signs. I got a not, seventeen. Okay. It is it is unimportant. Uh, and then emergency contacts, she puts. Val and Ilya. <laughs> okay, got it. I got um a nat twenty, so I'm like, just with this okay. paper. Like, I got a seventeen. <laughs> and uh, Zemi, what did you get? Uh, he doesn't really care all that much. Okay. He just breezes through, uh, signs <laughs> it, and puts the mayor down as his emergency contact. Good call. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I guess I forgot to describe the relationship with Zemi and the mayor. If you want me to go I'll over that save, briefly. I'll save that for you, okay. and I'll make it a conversation here in a second. All right, cool. Um, let me write something down real quick. All my rights go to the corporate owners of this institution. What? Okay. So, Adrian and Galthier, you both rolled well enough that I'm going to give you um, kind of a overarching explanation of all of these. The admissible ter- termination form explains that if, for any reason, the staff of the academy 
uh, can refuse your admittance at any time. Okay? It's... I mean, it's just that is what it is. If you do something wrong, any of the staff members can say, you're not allowed to be here, you have to go. Uh, the personal injury and health liability waiver is no injuries, maimings, illnesses, psychoses, dismemberments, or loss of life, momentary or otherwise, can be the fault of the guild unless with the special circumst uh, circumstances at the discretion of leading local governments. Uh, the comprehensive code of conduct sheet is a general list of rules and regulations surrounding the overall behavior and representation of each student. So, like, how you're expected to behave while at the academy. And the emergency contact form is self-explanatory. Uh, death, momentary or otherwise, is the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so good. Death, momentary or otherwise. Um, I sign it, but I put my uh, uncle as my emergency contact. Ooh, that's fun. Adrian, who'd you put for your emergency contact? Um, I'm going to put my father's name on the emergency contact. Okay. Did you forget your father's name? <laughs> yeah, because oh. I was so excited about the day. The day got to me. No, it's <laughs> oh, so in character, oh, you you've Papa. forgotten your name. <laughs> <laughs> my father's name, not my name, silly. Fair, you just put your, dad. Your parents are famous. <laughs> like, you just put down Tron Kirk and like, get a free pass yeah, anywhere. It works yeah, all Tron the time. Kirk. It'd have been fun. Would any okay. of us uh, recognize his family name? Yes. Uh, Galfier, you definitely would. Zemi, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, and Aaron, you recognize the name from certain, uh, like, uh, what, what were those called? Um, Penny Dreadful comics, mm. like just little adventure books okay. showcasing certain adventurers and whatnot. Interesting. Um, yeah, you, you would recognize the name Drawn Kirk from, from various little things like that. Um, but mostly from those or... Uh, weaponry sold in certain blacksmith stores. Hmm. Um, let's see. How do I want to do this? Um, Kirk, the the, the rude human, is uh, oh. like, um, so, uh, you know, I, I guess if we're going to be going to school with each other, we might as well get to know each other pretty well. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what what what, uh, what establishment paid for your admission to this college, everybody? Huh? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I give I, I, I try to give Zimmy like a like a high five, kind of like yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> Well, I mean, she does run most of the legal books in Norval, so, I mean, that's not completely out of the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I'm just messing with you. Sorry. Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> your mother. Okay. Um, <laughs> your mom's not paying for me to go here. Uh, did you take that literally? I'm sorry. Uh, it was a complete possibility. She's, I mean, yeah. flooded with money. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, well, what about you, no horns? What did you call him? To which person is he referring? Uh, no horns is an extremely rude slang uh, toward Galthier. Yeah, what What did you call me? Oh, 
I, I just noticed that your headdress, uh, it, it kind of imitates horns. Uh, so I, I don't know. It just, it just seems, I, I thought it was funny at the time. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Val would have a problem with this interaction. It, uh, yeah, it wasn't. And, uh, you need to watch yourself with people under your station. You may have money or whatever, but other people are more important than whatever coin you have. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Pulling out the divine right of God. Andrew's impressed by them, like, Let's whoa. Go. He, like, buried him in verbiage. Just trying to make conversation. <laughs> Uh, uh, I feel like I, I've met this person before. I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I I do know that Birdbrain over here, his his whole family had to get together and pay for his uh, his admission to it. And Ernix is slumped down against like a a part of the ship, and he's he's just reading the music book. <laughs> he's not paying attention at all to this conversation. How do you know so much about him? I uh, you. I guess we and what's with the name calling? Technically, uh, mostly because I don't yeah. really care to learn most of your names, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you want to know about us? And you but care about what we think? I, I'm acting as an audience surrogate right now. <laughs> I'm, okay. I wanna. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's your audience? Your mom? Aaron. Aaron wants to uh, go through like the code of conduct thing and. Uh, the code of conduct paper and see the rules and regulations on skirmishes between students. Mm. Rule and investigation check. I just read Good that. Advantage. Would I know? Yeah. You know what? You would already know. <laughs> what is it? Uh, so and, in you that, know what? and Adrian would know as well. In that case, I lean over to uh, to uh, Galthier and I said, so... What are the rules on um, students punching each other in the face? Just out of curiosity. What, what uh, the the two of you would know just, uh, <laughs> j just from a brief description that uh, any kind of altercation between students is usually okay. Uh, it is an adventuring academy. People get into tiffs all the time. Um, mm. This is not a government-run or sanctioned uh, establishment. So... It's usually under the supervision of one of the guild masters. But you're not students yet. Yeah, okay, so is the captain paying her. attention, like, at all? <laughs> no, no, and you know Probably what? Probably wouldn't care. Yeah, she wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> so, so I look at Val and I say, um, normally, I would say, probably keep out of it, but... My patience has reached its end. Punch him as hard as you can. And this is to Val? Yeah. Val <laughs> doesn't breathe between you saying that and him hitting Kirk in the face. Um, the crack between fist and nose is incredibly loud. Uh, Kirk drops to his, knee his, his knees, uh, already blood draining from his hands. Um, oh. <laughs> Ilya has to step in because he, because Val does believe he could just keep going. Uh, so Ilya's <laughs> got to grab him. Um, uh, at, after that, Aaron wants to step up and look at Kurt and say, 
You look extremely soft. Uh, I really don't think you want to find out how soft. And she does, she does put her, her hand, like, on the hilt of her short sword. Just threateningly, not okay. actually okay. taking it out. You got it. It's fine. I, I promise. I was just... Just wanted to know more about you guys. We're going to be friends, I guess. You should probably uh, read up on what manners are, then, <laughs> if you want friends, moron. And she walks away. <laughs> Gauthier steps forward and uh, looks at him says, How's the face, no-nos? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get what you mean by that, but I technically do still have a nose. Would you uh, like to change that? <laughs> and he sees the blood for the first time, and he's like, "Oh, oh!" And he like runs off uh, to go see if he could find like a wash station or something. <laughs> um, so now that that character's out of the way, uh, <laughs> Ilya has to step in. <laughs> Adrian's just so impressed yeah, well, by all this. She's also not so much of a bitch, so... Like. That's true. That's true. I chose the wrong one. Uh, Ilya, as curious <laughs> as can be, is just like... Actually, he was asking some really interesting questions. Uh, it was just his tone. Of course, no. It wasn't appreciated. Really said anything like that. No, absolutely yeah. not. Um, how did everyone get admitted to the Academy? Who wants to go first? Uh, if you have any questions, you can okay, ask. Okay, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Uh, uh, so. Oh, oh you yeah, uh, I'll go ahead. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm prince of a place. Uh, I. You're a prince. <laughs> a place. <laughs> no big deal. Um, I'm just like you. Uh, I... <laughs> I... I mean... Except uh, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but wealth is... Uh, wealth is nothing uh, if the people aren't also wealthy. But no, I... Like in morality... Right, like if they're like... If their personality is rich. Yeah, but also if they have, you know, food to eat and place to sleep and... What's the point of having money if, uh, you know? No, I understand. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, how you end up like him. And then I gesture at Kurt. <laughs> he's still holding his nose and he's like, The water's too far down for me to reach! Oh, I can't reach the water! <laughs> he's like leaning over the side of the boat. <laughs> um, okay, so we have actual royalty with us here. That's exciting. Uh, how about you? You said your name was Zem Zemi? Zemarith? Zemarath? Zemarath Tron. Tron. Okay. It's me. Well, how did you... Yeah, so... Yeah. So, one night, uh, well... Okay, so, um, how how long ago did this... This would have happen? happened, like, a week ago. Right, okay. Yeah. Pretty, pretty recently. Uh, so, um, yeah, about, about a week ago or so, I, um, decided I was tired of, uh, eating only apples as my main <laughs> diet. So, um, I did a not-so-great thing and, uh, broke into the mayor's, uh, house during a, a gala or, or whatever he calls his little parties and stuff. 
because uh, I wanted some real food for a change, you know, some nice, a nice hot meal. So I was sneaking around there trying to, trying to sneak leftovers and whatnot. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, mayor caught me. He busted me. Um, but he, he didn't get too mad. He, um, he sort of took me in for a few days and, um, and took care of me. And, and, and now I'm here. Wow. <sighs> okay. He decided pretty, to send me to the academy. Pretty bold. Uh, What's wrong with apples? Okay. Y'all don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Nothing's wrong with apples, but when you have them, you know, every day of your life. For, what, like 14 years? That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, less doctor's visits, right? <laughs> yeah, no doctor can get within, like, a mile radius of you. That was the Simi lifts his shirt up, and you can see... I don't know where your pancreas is or whatnot, but I think, like, isn't it, like, a citric acid or whatever, like, is bad for your pancreas? So it's just, like, swollen. <laughs> I tried to poke in the area where I thought it was... You could make it up, and I would believe you. Yeah. You could lie to me. Yeah, well, I heard a side story. That's how, like, um, that's why Steve Jobs got cancer. He had pancreas apples? cancer because... No, not apples. Well, apples, apples aren't a citrus fruit. By the right, way. <laughs> so I'm kind of you know mixing apples with oranges it a little bit here, but yeah, he he did like an all fruit <laughs> diet for. <laughs> Zemi doesn't know the difference between like apples and oranges. <laughs> so the comparison is one to one. It's um, literally apples it's to placebo. oranges. <laughs> apples don't fuck your pancreas up at all. It's just placebo. He thinks they do, so it just happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, no, his pancreas is fine. <laughs> that, My pancreas is fine. It's fine. <laughs> Ilya turns to Adrian and she's like, after all this pancreatic talk, I guess, uh, I guess, what about you? Where, where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Um, you know, um, might've, might've heard the name John Kirk, um, you know, pretty, uh, well-known, uh, blacksmiths, um, pretty much only known for that but uh i kind of wanted to you know step outside of that realm and you know try something different and uh after some some convincing uh mom and dad was like all right the we'll give it a shot that you were that you were on the carriage with before uh the one who just got a new sword she mm-hmm. i mean she breaks into the conversation and she's like did you say drawn cat yeah you mean <laughs> The ones who made this sword. Uh, she has, uh, she has <laughs> just bought a brand new. I, I keep saying sword. It's a rapier. Um, but Ooh. on the hilt, there is the, uh, without a doubt, it is the sigil of your family's name. Um, you know, n- like um, imprinted into the hilt. Yep, that's the one. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, I don't want to get in your bad graces, of course. So, uh, she bows and then steps away. <laughs> and then Adrian's like, "You can not do that for one. Just you know, I'm like I'm like everyone here. It, you know, she's, she's giggling and running away. <laughs> I'm like everyone here," says the one, the only one with a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a regular guy. <laughs> um, Does um. Does Zimmy have his flail yet? Uh, or is that gonna I'm gonna, be I'm gonna say no. Um, okay. You All do right. have your dagger with you, like a, just like a small little dagger thing. Oh, 
So he pulls it out and looks at it, but it's clearly not. Oh no! One of those. And he gets, the, he gets sort of sad. Yeah. Like, oh. Not at all. Here, don't worry about it. Here, here's my hammer. You can look at it. And it's my Ooh. like family hammer. That's fun, Adrian. We haven't talked about this yet. What, what's what's cool about this hammer? Um, well, this this hammer is uh, a John Kirk um, blacksmithing hammer, but it is also my uh, chosen arcane focus. Yeah. So it is kind of like my pseudo wand. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's such a cool choice. Um, and I do like cool okay, juggling so tricks with him. Like, ha <laughs> 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 huh, I almost Ilya. got you. <laughs> 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 Just pretending to hit people with it? No, no, no. Do more like, of that, please. <laughs> um, Ilya does turn, uh, does turn to Aaron to be like, so how did you get on the... Oh, right. We came together. Mm. Um, never mind. Uh, just out of curiosity, <laughs> out of character, how did I gain admission to this place? That is a secret I'm not telling you yet. Within this moment... Fair enough. You are about halfway... Uh, on your trip across the lake, when the boat is jostled, roll a dexterity saving throw. Jostled. Twenty. Without proficiency. Eighteen. You got a twenty? Yeah. Okay, fine. A killer. <laughs> Eight. Okay. I got a six. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a rock. <laughs> and Adrian, uh, you you are depleted. Like, the boat ah. jostles in such a way, you don't have your sea legs on you. You hit Whoop. the deck, literally. Um, oh. Let's see. Uh, Galthier and Aaron, uh, you stay standing. He was, he was fake hitting me with his hammer. Right, yeah. <laughs> you were trying like, to whoa. <laughs> knock the hammer. Like, no, stop, please. Um, and, but something clearly bumped into this boat. Um... If you'd like to make a perception check, go ahead. It's up to you. Yeah. Can we all? If you, only if you want to. I'm not going to. Oh, That's yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I got another six. <laughs> 19. Okay. So only Zemi. He immediately hopped up. Yeah. Pops up and has the, has the foresight to just look into the water and... Oh my gosh, Demi, you would know this. <laughs> Demi, you would know this. There is a massive, a gargantuan sea serpent that lives in this lake. Um, his name is Hamish. All of this is being yelled at you uh, from the front of the boat. Uh, Captain Elby is like, Oh, don't mind him! That's just Hamish! Uh, mostly peaceful! Uh, keeps the storms away. Uh, and uh, she, I mean, it's, it's just very briefly gone over, but there is a massive sea serpent that lives in this lake. Uh, sorry, Zimmy. Oh, sorry, Sean, I should have <laughs> sent that to you. I don't know why that didn't cross my mind. Yeah, I was just, I was like, did I miss that? No. I was looking for I just you. didn't send it. I don't know why. Uh, uh, Hamish, the massive sea serpent. Let's see. Yeah. So, you know, slipped my mind. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? Happens to the best of us. Uh, it, uh, are there any other questions between uh, the event, or I should say, the four of you, uh, for anybody else? Or I don't count. Um, you know, Aaron does 
quietly go over to uh, Ernix and just sit down next to him and just sit there. A uh, thousand yard stare off, very unsettling for everyone around, uh, but does just, since they're like the quietest person in the room. Room. Ernix definitely appreciates <laughs> one, company, and two, not being spoken to. So, <laughs> I believe I found my kindred spirit. <laughs> yeah. Great company to have. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, so that's that's where Aaron's at right now. Okay. Anybody else? Um, what's the asshole kid's name? That would be Kurt. Kurt. Of course, uh, it's so, Kurt. <laughs> so Zimmy haven't been in a. A couple of street scruffle, uh, scruffles himself. He notices his nose is broken, so he goes up and just pops it back in the face. <laughs> oh, man! Oh, Which, no I don't know if you've ever done that to somebody without them knowing <laughs> that it was about to happen, but holy shit. Or if you've ever broken your nose, anything that gets, like, within a foot of your head, oh, you're yeah. like... Oh, yeah. No. No, what are you no, doing? no, 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 no. <laughs> um... Yeah, you, you you pop his nose back into place. I'm not even going to make you roll a medicine check for that. Um, <laughs> you, you just snap his nose back into place, and at first he's like, What the heck, dude? Come on! I actually, wait. Uh, that's much better. Thanks. Uh, well, I appreciate that. It, he is hemorrhaging blood now at this point. He has <laughs> <Yeah>. to be. <laughs> he's getting pale. Um, it's like Randy on that South Park episode. <laughs> The John Denver experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Adrian, Galthier, any, any, you want to do anything? Um, Galthier's going to sit down and try to see what the <coughs> giant blonde guy was doing. The giant blonde guy is currently, uh, without, I'm not joking, he is juggling weapons. Um, he's surprisingly good at it. Uh, like, he has a grace about him that you would not anticipate from just a massive dude. Um, do you say anything to him? No, I'm sitting wherever I'm sitting, even if it's on the other side of the boat, and I'm just watching him juggle weapons. Yeah, he he and his four other friends are just just standing around as he... I mean, it's, it's a sideshow. Like, he's perfectly <laughs> juggling multiple weapons. Uh, he's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Um, Adrian kind of <laughs> Adrian um, notices uh, the juggling that's taken and gets the idea to approach up to him and ask, "Hey, could you do more? Like add like another object to it?" So, so you approach him and he's still juggling, and you ask him that, and he like thinks to himself, like he's clearly like really debating with like a, a, an inner monologue to himself on whether or not this is a thing <laughs> and he's like uh toss it in I, t I toss my hammer into him like here you, you go toss, <laughs> you toss your family's hammer the most yeah. valuable <laughs> object arguably on this boat you and you're like go for it hammer <laughs> into the hands of a juggler standing near the edge of a boat um and you can tell yep. You can tell he's never really done that many weapons before. Like, it's clear, like, his his stature has changed. He's now kind of worried about it. 
Oh, uh, gosh. Galthier turns away. You good there, bud? <laughs> he, uh, he starts doing that, like, oh, 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 but he's leaning forward. Like, he's starting to throw the weapons further away for, like, away from him. Right. Um, and Adrian, try to, like, double juggle with him. Try and try to do doubles. <laughs> are you, what do you what do you do what are you doing? Yeah, no, um I kinda like put my hands out like kinda like expecting to like get the hammer thrown at me, or at least like here if you need to. Just throw it back. Roll, roll me two two D twenties. One is a persuasion check, because you haven't said anything to him. You've just held your arms out. And two is a dexterity check to see if you could catch your hammer. So the persuasion was the seven. Okay. <laughs> but the dexterity... <laughs> or wait, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, dexterity is a 20. <laughs> okay. The so, duality of man. <laughs> as, as this massive dude is, is struggling and knowing that he's going to fail, he starts to lean forward as if to, like, kind of keep up with the weapons that he's throwing... And as he is, like, he trips over his own foot, the weapons go flying, he hits the ground, and you catch your hammer. Um, It's kind of a spectacle. It was cool on your part, but no one cares, because this dude just hit his face on the ground. Uh, (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) No, you know what? Maybe next time. I'll, I'll start practicing with one more weapon, and, you know... Uh, hopefully next time you ask me, I'll be able to do it. Sure. Yeah. New limits, and I'll be there. He puts out his hand, his massive, meaty hand, and he says, "My name's Matthew. It's like Matthew without the T or the H. Sorry." Yeah, I forget what my letters are. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, pleasure to meet you. I'm Adrian, <laughs> John Kirk, but you call me Addy. He hears your last name and he grabs any one of the weapons that he just oh, dropped God. and he's like okay <laughs> he, he he doesn't recognize it full <laughs> shutdown just uh, you the other brand you don't know if he does recognize it and doesn't care or if he just can't read that um, <laughs> would I recognize it would you recognize your parents work uh well, yeah, but like uh, the one that he, that he has in his hand, like what I just noticed, it like from a quick glance. Yeah, Adrian, as a dwarf, you would know your parents' like handiwork from like miles away. Not really yeah, miles, but uh, I mean, that's like your whole thing, right? <laughs> Recognizing craftsmanship. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. At least three of the items are. Oh. Yeah, why not? Nice, a big fan. <laughs> So as you're all hanging out, uh, Aaron, you know, you're you're spacing out next to Ernix, who is blissfully reading this book. Every now and then you'll hear him whistle out a tune from this book, like he's practicing it. Um, you know, Val and Ilya are continuing to argue over what is what. Uh, Matthew is, is practicing juggling one more weapon. Um, let's see. Sammy, what were, what were you doing? Uh, oh, well, I fixed. Yeah, you fixed. Kirk knows, and I'm just kind of chilling next okay. to him. I kind of felt uh, I, I don't like him that much, but it kind of felt a little bad for how he's you know, treated. Yeah. So I'm just chilling with yeah, him. Absolutely. Um, as you're hanging there, the sun begins to go down over the lake, but you are getting closer to these cliffs. 
and uh, just as the sun uh, exits the sky, you hear a bell up toward the front of the ship, and it's Captain Elby, and she's she is holding a bell. Like it's not like a bell that you see like hanging from something and you like swing the rope. She's holding a bell as you would see in like an orchestra, and she's shaking it vigorously, and she's like, "Class, class here." Um, and that's just her way of saying that y'all are about to get off. Um, so, <laughs> uh, obviously gather all of your stuff, you know, all of your belongings, what have you. Um, you're about to depart. You're about to reach the, the, the docks. Um, when you are at the bottom of the cliffs, at this dock, Ernix is petrified. He is looking up at, like, the tallest thing he's ever seen. Um, there, there is a turmoil within him, obviously. Uh, I just, what if I don't, what if I'm not good and they make me leave? Nothing in the paperwork said that they would throw me in the woods, but what if they throw me in the lake and that giant fish monster eats me? What if that's how they get rid of the bodies? Well, then I suppose you'll just have to learn how to swim. Breathe. A please. very large gulp comes from within him. <laughs> and if all else fails, it'll make for a pretty cool story to tell. About her. <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> uh, like, he's not the one telling the story. Um, like, <laughs> twisted optimism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Uh, you're at the cliffs, and the stairs to get to the top, um, they go, they kind of hug the wall of the cliff, and then have to immediately cut back and go the other direction up, and then again cut back again. Um, it, it takes about, it doesn't sound like a long time, but it would take about 12 minutes to get to the top of these without stopping or, uh, or resting, um. You know, Kurt is out of Feels breath. like a lot longer when you're actually walking up a bunch of steps. Right, they're very steep. Uh, they could have just made this straight. <laughs> you're walking up any public <laughs> steps in Pittsburgh. Thank God I'm parked um, up. There. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're breezing through this. I didn't realize uh, we had whoa. the rocky stairs here. Where did that guy go? Uh, He's taking a Kurt is, gal here. is out of breath. Uh, even Val is like done with his bullshit. He's. <laughs> he's just ready to be done. Um, you've had a very long day uh, traveling, getting to town, meeting each other, what have you. Um, but finally, when you make it to the very top of this staircase, you um, you walk out onto this circular rotunda. I think that's the word I want to use. Uh, it's like a courtyard. And uh, at the opposite end of the courtyard, there are two staircases that go up and curve into each other into a platform. Uh, and standing on that platform are uh, multiple, very I mean, clearly uh, experienced guild masters, along with the previous students standing on the stairs to their left and right. Uh, you are all gathered in this little courtyard, um, and Armand Formatal, a... Uh, a very, I mean, old, old elf. He's a high elf. 
his pale or his his skin is no longer bright and pale. It's it's kind of dulled, uh, like a fluorescent bulb that's about to die. He's he's just very um, not opaque. That's not the word I want to use. Pallid. Um, pallid is a great word for it. He has <laughs> white, uh, you know, platinum white hair that's tied back into a very neat ponytail. Um, he has like a, a monocle. He's got robes that are kind of also armor. Um, in one hand, he's holding a staff that like is just radiating energy. Um, and he puts his arms up uh, as you all catch your breath at the at the at this um, in this courtyard. And he says, um, "Welcome, one and all, to Endeavorshire's Adventuring Guild and Academy." I am your headmaster, Armand Formatol. Here you will be under my supervision, my guidance, my protection. Along with, of course, my fellow guildmasters, with whom I'm sure you'll be spending much of your time. That I can guarantee. Within this moment, as he's scanning the new students, he makes eye contact first with Aaron, and his speech is stopped. Which is an insane thing, because she does not make eye contact with anyone. <laughs> uh, he sees Aaron, and he kind of freezes. No, you don't really notice his body language change, but he, he does stop talking for a second. And then next to Aaron, he notices Adrian. And then shoots straight to Zimmy. And then Galfier. And he, a big smile crosses his face. He's somehow way more comfortable now. And he puts his arms down, and he, he's holding them together right in front of his, uh, his torso. And he says, Look at you all. Such potential. I am truly blessed to stand before such possible talent. You all have so much to learn, and even so much more to teach. We will be going over a curriculum at a later time. But for now, we must all depart and begin tonight's orientation dinner celebration. And all of the former students throw their hands up and they cheer, which prompts the rest of you, if you want to, to cheer as well. Aaron, hey! Aaron, does, hey! like, Aaron is kind of like get food? staring at the floor, but she does realize that everyone else is celebrating. She's like, oh, celebrate time. Right. And then does throw her hands up. Like, yes. Gauthier just does like the princess wave. Uh, just... Fucking. <laughs> the only way he knows how. The Princess um, Diana. <laughs> um, so Actually, he's just really into it. You Static. as you rush up toward like uh, the entrance of this this academy, the guild, uh, you go up these uh, the staircases on the side, and you're met uh, with a very short, dark skinned gnome, and she's holding out uh, kind of a book of sorts. Um, with what, what you can assume to be magic book holders. Um, is that what they're called? Book holders? Book, bookmarks? Bookmarks. There you go. I don't read a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and each student is essentially presented to pass the paperwork that they signed on the boat into the book. Um, and then she closes it and then opens it again, and a new bookmark is made, and a new empty space is there for you. So as you're uh, all being admitted into it... Um, you know, you're 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 told, or at least expected, to put your paperwork into this book. So, uh, do you do you all do that? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then as you walk in, there is kind of a, a little entrance room, like a mud room. Um, there are servants, you know, I don't helpers. think they call them mud rooms and castles, dude. <laughs> hey. Uh, they do in Endeavorshire's Adventuring Guild and Academy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and some servants are there to like take your stuff. You know, uh, they all you know you, you hand off your things and they tell you what room <sighs> that your stuff is going to be in, and they walk away. And then you are uh, then led into this massive cafeteria. Cafeterium? Maybe it's a dining hall. Dining hall sounds better. I don't know. What do they call them in castles, Ash? <laughs> Food room. The dining pit. Uh, <laughs> at least that's what they All call right. it back home. <laughs> no need to come at me calling the, the foyer of a castle a mudroom, mud but room. sure. Foyer oh, so much better. Fuck me for not knowing what a fucking dining hall is called. So... Uh, you all take your seat. It really doesn't matter where you're sitting. These tables are incredibly long. Uh, you all take your seats within this um, uh, eating coliseum. And <laughs> no, you're right. That court. is better, actually. <laughs> uh, and these these well dressed, very uh, very neat chefs come out with you know uh, platters with the domes on top. And they all come out at once, and they put this magnificent spread in front of you, and they all lift up the dishes, and there's food that you've never seen before. Uh, it, even Galthier has never experienced some of this before. Um, there's, I mean, just like exotic, like, uh, animals. Uh, they've been roasted. Uh, there's vegetables and fruits that are super exotic, nowhere, you know, near found where y'all's homes are. Um, it is a beautiful, beautiful spread. Um, the, the hall is very acoustic in a way, uh, and a very short, stocky, uh, balding dwarf stands up, up at the front, and he puts his hands up in the air, and he just says, EAT! Um, which prompts everyone to just go ahead and dig in. Um, so... Zemi's losing his mind. Yeah, Zemi's having a great time in there. I've never seen anything that's not an apple before. <laughs> there's way more than apples. Uh, there's persimmons. There's pomegranates. Uh, whoa, there's whoa, 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 whoa. A few pears. Um, What's the closest thing to mutton? A gourd? What's the closest thing to mutton? Yes. Rude. That would be Galfier. Mutton. I... <laughs> 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 the closest thing to mutton is mutton. It's sheep. It's just. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. How oh, no. inconsiderate me. <laughs> um, the ramifications of that are going to be something else. <laughs> As you look around this room of uh, previous students and new students alike, um, they're elated. Their faces are red with cheer. Uh, it is, you know, not dimly lit, but, like, there's almost an air of music. Like, you think you hear music, but, you're like, you can't be sure. Um, the hall is just an extremely happy room in this moment. And then you hear a blood-curdling scream. 
the woman that you handed all of your paperwork to is pointing toward the front entrance of the dining hall. And the room stops. And it's just as quickly as it started, or as, like, you know, as the room went quiet, there is a... An arrow from the front of the room into her chest flies. It, it, it hits her, and she hits the deck. She rolls down some steps from the main platform up at the front of the room. I'm going to say near 25 to 30 kobolds all run in, with one of the main ones being massive. Uh, I'm not sure who of you have ever seen a kobold uh, in character, but whoever has, this head kobold is enormous. He stands about the height of a human man. Um, they all rush in. Uh, Armand has his hands up in the air uh, as this, this massive kobold comes in with a spear and the rest of them scatter. They're all standing on top of these dining tables and they've got weapons pointed at the students. They're not attacking, but they are making their presence. Um, the main kobold, the big one, stands up at the front of the room. Our, Tyler's pretending to say, continue Zim, Zimmy's, st Zimmy's still eating. He's just like, yeah. Oh, um, oh, is this part of the show? And Adrian too. The main kobold is at the front of the room and he steps over the body of this uh, this young or this older gnome, and he says, "For too long has this castle besmirched the sacred ground of our beloved Red Dragon Queen. Her grave sits below you, and you do nothing but revel on land that does not belong to you. You will suffer." Now. And within now, all of the kobolds raise their weapons. Does anybody react to this? I chop on my food. I'm like, Pfft. Um, is, you put your hands up? <laughs> is there a kobold standing over me? I, there is a kobold within, within distance to every one of you. Okay. Uh, I mean... As they raise their weapons, I do want to try and, like, dive out of the way, I suppose. Okay. Kalthier tries to do, like, a donkey kick. So you want to, like, stand up out of your chair, turn around, <laughs> hop onto your hands, and then <laughs> kick them off the that table? That does feel racist somehow, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably I call like, it something else. It's against <laughs> you, but, like, it does feel racist. <laughs> Maybe, like, lean back <laughs> in my chair to the point where I could kick. Okay, okay. What do you call it when you punch someone? Just a Don't. punch. <laughs> We're not doing this. Okay, yeah, it is just a punch. <laughs> just a punch. <laughs> and nothing else. Um, uh, Zemi, Zemi gets his, he gets his dagger out. He, he's just... Oh, okay. yeah, I, I suppose I will go for my short sword as I've dived out of the way. Okay. Out of the way. And Adrian is hands up. Uh, hey, what's that over there? As a distraction <laughs> at the cobalt. As, as a charisma-based character, I respect that out of you. As, you know what? I'm going to count that. So the way this was going to work was if anyone took action, 
they are immediately level one. Mm. Within this immediate face of danger, this inciting moment, there is this energy that bursts from each one of you to either protect <gasps> or defend or simply attack evil. Uh, you are all, you know, uh, you erupt into a newfound power that you have. Uh, you may all now refer to your uh, uh, character sheets as a level one. Zero to hero! These kobolds are yeah, fucking yeah. in for it. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Um, now, Atrian, because you didn't necessarily draw a weapon or attack in any way or defend anyone, but you did do something I think your character would have done anyway, roll no, a deception check. <laughs> they went so I'm perfect. pretty good at deception. Oh, uh, does he get to add his proficiency? To Not it yet. Now? That, oh, that comes okay. later. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I got a 16 plus 3 for the deception. Okay. Um, everybody roll initiative. Uh, I will say that the kobold, uh, are you all sitting together? I'm, um, I'm sitting I feel next like I was sitting pretty close to uh, Okay I was pretty close to uh, Gauthier when I made that mutton comment Yeah I'm sitting I, next like, to him a chair and over. recording it <laughs> I, I kind of I, I think I did uh, kind of pull Val and Ilya along with me to sit next to Ernix Okay got it uh, I'm also on the other side of Adrian Okay, got it. Uh, so, uh, Galthier, Adrian, and Zemi. The one, th there are three kobolds within distance of, uh, like, in any distance or any direction of you. Uh, the one in the middle is the one that Adrian had convinced to look the complete opposite direction. Uh, any attacks on him, you'll have advantage. I'll just say that. Um, I'm going to roll, and there's... The way in my yeah okay, uh, Aaron, you have at least two nearby, but mm. if we're also counting like Ernix, uh, you know Val and Ilya, um, there there is at least three to four, uh, cobalt nearby. Okay. Uh, I have to roll. I did get a sixteen right for initiative. Okay. I got a two. Okay. I got a sixteen. So we're rolling for what again? Uh, initiative. Okay. The end of the game. <laughs> right. You get hard uh, enough, we win. <laughs> I got a 13. Thirteen. Sean, you said you got a 2? No, 16. I got a 2. Oh. Oh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got a 2. And Zen got 16. Now let me do all the pull right now. Not all of them. I'm not gonna make y'all do that. Um, <laughs> Let's see, how long is that gonna take? Mass combat really is taking? such a pain in the ass in this game. How many of them are there? Several. There's a lot. Several. Like within this there's room, a lot. because the room is huge, there's like 30 of them. All um, right. Okay, I'm gonna say that they go between these numbers. I'm gonna go ahead and say that they go on initiative 14. Uh, so first up, who has the higher decks between uh, Aaron and Zemi? 
Got a uh, so bonus or like actual uh, yeah, bonus. Score. So sorry. Yeah. I have a plus two. Okay. Same. <laughs> plus two. Uh, give me a roll off real quick. Just roll a d twenty. This is seven. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. I uh, think you got me. So Zemi, you're gonna go first. You have uh, two within striking distance of you. Okay. Um, and you said I don't have my flail and stuff yet? Just the dagger Just is the all dagger. I have, right? Oh, man. Um, Slit their throats. Get the jugular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's going to just try to charge Pounce one on with him. his dagger. Okay. Uh, and uh, stab it wherever he can. So go ahead and gut, roll a d20. stab. With a dagger, you're going to add your dex modifier as well. So one plus two, three. <laughs> okay. Uh, I rolled so good. Wait a minute. <laughs> Up until now. <laughs> Are you swinging at the one that turned around? Oh, uh, yeah. The one that uh, added that I distracted. Okay. So yeah, roll advantage. again. Yeah, you'll have advantage. All right. That. All right. Let's try again. That's a uh, 19. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Adrian was like, what's going on over there? And this Koba was like, where? Um, <laughs> well, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zemi stands up and is just like, I don't know. Did you say anything? Uh, yeah. Knife. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't say anything. Doesn't say just, anything. Just his instincts kick <laughs> in and cold as ice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you roll for damage yet? Nope. Okay, roll for damage. You, uh, you definitely hit him, but what is my damage? It's a, a dagger. For a dagger, one d four. It's a d four <laughs> plus uh, dex or strength, whichever one you rolled for to hit. All right, so that's a three. Let's do five. Um. Oh my gosh! Actually, wait. I think you killed this guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think he's. So, I mean, well, this is a kobold, so. Yeah, I think he's dead. Um. So. <laughs> Adrian's like, "What's that?" And he goes, "Where?" And you just take your knife and you run it between his ribs, like, like near the back, like near his spine, and he's just like, Aah! and he falls over forward, and he lands on top of this beautiful food, rolls off the table. Um. Aaron, that Let me just say, get off my food, asshole, and kicks his body <laughs> there off. There you the go. Food. There's a lot. <laughs> get, get out of my. Get, get out of. Uh, get off. Get, uh, get out of my food. Dinner's uh, that is my feast. <laughs> um, <okay>. Aaron, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, okay, so what am I. Oh, wait, wait! Aaron. Me. As you reach level one. I was just is... about to ask. There is a tingling in the palm of your left hand, and you you hear darkness. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Mm -hmm. His old friend. Impersonate <laughs> <laughs> me. Tell you with wrong right, song. So I I do in <laughs> fact uh, have access to my spells. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, what am I looking at enemy-wise? Like, what... 
So the one in the middle was just stabbed in the back and tossed off the table. There is one directly in front of you. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. You're on a different table. You're sitting next to Ernix. Mm. Uh, what you have is two enemies that you can hit. One of them is about to run their sword into, uh, not their sword, it's a little spear thing, um, into Ernix. Uh, Val is sitting across from you, so there's uh, there's a cobalt between the two of you. Um, and the other one is, I don't know, He's, he's going to hit someone else, some other kid, some other poor idiot. Uh, so how far is the one uh, who's trying to kill Ernix from me? Uh, within touching distance. So less than five feet, yeah? Yeah. Unfortunate. But I will... Alright, the singular spell slot I have I will use Hex on the one that's trying to attack Ernix okay um and then since it is like at melee range the good old uh, Eldritch Blast is not exactly gonna do so hot I'd have that at disadvantage so I'm going to draw there, my... You're one table away from the two that are on uh, their their table. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you would want to hit one of them with a ranged attack. Um, but, that, I mean, you know... So, like, the when you say their table, you mean uh, Zemi? Uh, Adrian, Galthier, and Zemi, yeah. Okay. Um... I suppose I would see the more the more prominent threat to me is the one that is closer. Right. Yes. Um, so I will pull my short sword run, running through all of the training that my father has done with me. And I will attempt to swing at the one that I have hexed as well. Okay. Sounds good. So that is 10 plus 4, 14 to yeah, hit. You hit him. Uh, and then it is a d6 plus 2 plus another d6. You've already killed him. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, 6, <laughs> 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, just for posterity's sake. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to implement the cleave rule in this game. Uh <laughs> How, how much did how much damage did you do, did you do? That was eleven. You did double his hit points. Mm-hmm. You cleaved through two of them. The two that were standing in front of you, you went straight <laughs> through their little torsos. Um, <laughs> so from just thousand yards, staring at a fucking turkey leg, like, huh? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Ernix is having an asthmatic breakdown um ah, thank you uh as as i stand with like one of my feet on on the on the tabletop after like in the 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 ending pose of my swing i just offhandedly mentioned to Ilya, uh could could you please take care of uh, uh the one having an asthma attack he <laughs> may pass out 
uh, Ilya, who um, is now a uh, peace domain cleric, uh, is uh, <laughs> uh, has just become level one. is is going to do everything in her power to uh, to really make sure that Ernix makes it out of this alive. That is my bonus action and action. So now that the target of my hex is dead, it is now yeah. swirling around me, waiting <laughs> for its next target. Perfect. There's only two kobolds that are like really a danger. Uh, they are all, they're both standing on the table that uh, Adrian, Galthier, and Zemi are sitting at. Uh, they're not necessarily targeting you. Uh, I am going to make them attack anyway, just to see what happens here. Hmm. Uh, it's a six and an eight. Uh, I know their attack is a plus four. I'm going to say at least one of the students sitting next to you, let's say it's Matthew, uh, the big elf guy. Uh, he, he, he likes Adrian, so uh, he sat over there with him. Um, <laughs> is, is like sitting there and he, he, he doesn't know how his juggling skills are going to help in this situation. Um, and one of these kobolds <laughs> Panic juggling. Uh, takes the spear and like, as he's like going to ram this kid through the chest, he steps on some kind of like, let's say a gourd, and like slips and he falls over. It's a kobold. They're they're not yeah. great. Uh, um, they they step on gourds all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he rolls his ankle on a gourd and he falls over forward. Uh, so now he's prone. Uh, and the other one simply just missed the attack. So not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> next in initiative is Adrian. Adrian, what are you doing? Show um, us your destiny. Uh, so there's two of them left, and one of them fell on their ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. You're. No. Yeah. Yeah. You. You would have access to at least. Yeah. Two of them. You were sitting in the middle of everyone. Um. What's the What's the distance of the closest one? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say. I'm gonna say exactly five feet. Oh. Okay. Um. So kind of like motion after I pointed I want to like grab my like hammer and um, try to use a uh, I don't know how it works but I was wanting to use my cantrip uh, green flame blade which is it makes okay, a melee attack <laughs> and on the hit a green flame yeah and on the hit yeah the green flame will leap to another creature so I kind of want to hit the guy closest to me with my hammer, with the green flame blade. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that so much. So you get to um, make a melee attack uh, against one creature within the spell's range, which is five feet. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's just a normal attack roll, or is it a... Uh... Oh, it's just a normal no. uh, attack roll, but... Hmm. So it says, as part of the action used to cast this spell, you must make a melee attack with a weapon against one creature within the spell's range. Yeah, that's fine. Right. So I believe that's just a like a melee attack. It's not a melee spell attack. Okay. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, unless Rob does fire... something different, that's right. You're hitting him with okay. a regular hammer. That you okay. Just cool. Cast a so special yeah. Spell on. So with um a. An attack roll of 17 to hit, then? 
Okay, yeah. yeah, I think you got him. <laughs> so oh. on, on a hit, the target suffers the attack's normal effects, and green fire leaps from the target to a different creature of your choice that you can see with it. So you're just throwing fire all over the fucking place. Right. Choose Kurt. <laughs> Choose Kurt. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got um, a three on my 1d4 light hammer um, at the dude. You got a, uh, what, and then you got the, a three? Yeah. Okay. So uh, then the second creature takes fire damage equal to your spellcasting mo ability modifier. So, like, the fire doesn't five. do anything to the first guy. It's just right. the second guy okay. would take, like, whatever your your casting ability modifier it's, is. It's modifiers of five. Which is just five. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what? <laughs> At level <laughs> one? Spell attack bonus plus five. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's his name. Continue. Uh, Ash, Ash, I wish you'd have been there to see Tyler roll for his character. No, because uh, I remember you, you telling me, like, hey, he's going to just go with the shit stats because he thinks it'd be funnier. And convinced him not to. My reaction. A god. My reaction and immediately was like, hey, tell him to not do that, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. Tyler's first rolls were god awful. I was like, no, no, I'm not gonna. They like, were. Have a four. That's just not gonna happen. Um, uh, but, okay, so you swing your family's hammer into the uh, into the chest of this first cobalt that's near you, and you knock the wind out of him real good. He's uh, he's pretty dazed from that. Um, he's looking awful. Uh, however, <laughs> the how. Uh, what is your flavor on this? Is it is it a green flame, or how would you if are you changing it at all? I'm trying to think. You know, yeah. Let's just let's keep it like a green flame, like okay. that kind of like emits from from the hammer and kind of like just yeah. slings to to the next target. So like a nail that the hammer mm -hmm. just drove through the chest of this cobalt, this pierce. That's of really green fucking cool. Yeah, this pierce of green fire shoots from his chest, does a little flourish in the air, redirects itself, and goes straight into the mouth of this other kobold who just fell on his ass. Um, <laughs> and he's dead. You killed him. He died. So congratulations. Everything will be much harder from here on out. Um, we've, we've all done our first murder. Um, well, hold on, yeah. except for... One of us hasn't killed somebody yet. Yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> there's the thing. Um, Galfir is next. Uh, the, oh, the only kobold that's alive is the one that just got hit in the chest with the hammer. And is, is within five to ten feet of you. Wait, hold on. The one that got hit with the hammer is dead? No, no, no. He's alive. What did I say? Sorry. The, the one, one that hit the hammer is ass. alive. Okay, the one that but the one the that fire got hit the dead. fire is dead. Okay. Right. Gotcha. <coughs> so how do you want to turn him inside out? <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> it should be said, the entire, like, the entire <coughs> dining room, the dining hall, is erupt with activity. Like, I want you to imagine close to 60 
young students whooping ass. I was, <laughs> I was gonna base their performance off of how y'all were doing. And There's then no we chance. fucking crushed it. You like <laughs> astronomically? Did you did you whomp this? Okay, Ethan, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna do um, a ram attack, which is something satyrs can do. <laughs> uh, I got. And that, that is essentially. Just... <laughs> uh, that, that's just a um, an unarmed attack plus what? Well, it's actually a D4 plus my strength. Ooh. Okay. Does that, does that uh, change depending on like how far from the target you are, or? I think if you get a run up, you get more damage. But... Yeah, I, I close. I close the distance. Okay. Uh, but I I got a 17 to hit. Yeah, you hit it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, four damage. You killed it! It's dead! It had two health left! Um, <laughs> fucking <okay>. vaporized! <laughs> so, Body! <laughs> so this kobold, this last kobold, just got hit in the chest with a ball-peen hammer used for smithing weapons. Um, he, the breath is knocked out of him in such a way he doesn't notice the satyr hop onto the table he's on and sprint horns first into his back. Um, do, are your horns sharp or are they or are they curved? How, how would you? Describe well, because them? well, because I'm wearing a crown to simulate horns. Uh, right, they are sharp. So you've impaled him. Uh, this oh. reptilian body, this limp reptilian body, hangs atop your head. Uh, everybody, make a perception check within this moment. Whoa! I was gonna say this is pretty metal. Uh, like this is happening like, in front our... of me. <laughs> We get our bonuses now. Uh, not yet. No. Okay. That, Fourteen. Next Fourteen. Okay. Seventeen. Five. <laughs> you said a perception. Yeah. It did get Do stopped. I have advantage with this thing on my face. No. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, um, I, I got a two plus my five, so seven. <laughs> you don't notice anything. Um. Nope. Wow, dinner's crazy uh, here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Thanksgiving. It's just wild. <laughs> the very first kobold to die was the one that Zemi stabbed in the ribs and fell off the table. Its body is no longer there. Um, Ash, what did you roll? Uh, I got a 17. Flat. The, the two kobolds that you sliced in twain, they're no longer there. Hmm. Um, at I the think end I know of what this, you're doing here. At the end of this round, <laughs> most of the kobolds in this room have either been pinned down, uh, completely murderized, uh, or they're running for their lives. <laughs> and all of you hear a faint laughing coming up from the front of this uh, this dining hall. And the laughing is coming from the small gnome who took an arrow to the chest at the beginning of this, this, uh, this, little, this little bout. And she stands up <laughs> and the arrow glitters into a blue dust and all of the bodies of the kobolds disappear into a glitter of blue dust. This 
was all an initiation really good. to see That's that you really are good. all ready for this academy. <laughs> Those who did not act will probably have to leave. That's um, fantastic. I love that. Congratulations on level one. Crushed it. Uh, yeah. Nearly uh, missed out. <laughs> Armand Formatol stands up and he addresses the room uh, and he says, uh, he says, you've all done so very, very well this evening. I could not be more proud of any one of you. Please finish your meals and then you will be shown to your dorms and tomorrow is when the real lessons begin. Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Master again saying thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, please give us a like on wherever you're currently listening and share the show on your preferred social media app. You can also follow us on Instagram and the app formerly known as Twitter. If you're interested in merch or exclusive artwork and clips, check out our Patreon and our shop on TeePublic. You can also find me on TikTok if you like. All of these links can of course be found in the show's description. Now, I do hope to see you again for class next week and always remember, potential beckons. <laughs>